Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Gotcha. Good. Okay. So after that, right, let's shift gears now and let's, let's see what faithful means. Okay. Cause we know we got to bear fruit, but let's say be, be faithful. Faithful in the Greek is the word pistos, which describes a person who is trustworthy, reliable, who, and has previously shown themselves faithful in fulfilling commands and assignments given to them. So this is where we get to Matthew 25. So turn over to Matthew 25. And here we have the story of three leaders who were servants. Okay. And they were called to lead a certain way. They were called. They were given gifts, right? Or abilities. You'll read and we'll read in the text where it says talents. And you know that talents is talking about money. But see, I want you can expand that a little bit. Okay, because it's also talking about the, the, the gifts and the abilities and the opportunities that, that are entrusted to a person. And whether or not we are faithful with what is given to us. Here they were, they were given some things in their life in order to see whether or not they were going to multiply it. And the boss gave it to them and then the boss left. Okay, so let, let's, let's read Matthew 25, 14 through 19, and then we'll get to 25, uh, 20 through 25. It says this, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To eat, eat to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. And then there's that word, but, you know, it just kind of says, but he who received one went and dug it in the ground and hid it in his Lord's money and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord, uh, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Now, before we go farther, a couple of things you just should know. The servants um, called leaders that we're talking about right here represent Christians. Okay, so, so put yourself in that. Put yourself in that spot. Okay, the boss or the master represents Jesus, right? And Jesus went away. And so while he's waiting for his return, okay, we're supposed to be doing something, right? Give me that big shake. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Good, right? And then we have to understand in that something, that is that we are born to lead. Each one of us is born to lead, and we are supposed to be living and doing things for the kingdom while we await his return. We're not supposed to be just sitting on our hands and going, oh, Jesus, come back. Right? We're not. We're supposed to be actively doing some things. So let's see what happens. Okay? Verse 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look! I love that because kind of there's a little bit of, hey, look, look what I did. 
I have gained five more talents besides them. Um, His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. For you are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. So there's something about joy in doing what God's asked you to do, isn't there? He, then in verse 22, he also, who, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there, is, there you have what is yours. So in the eyes of the master, right, two leaders were faithful. Two leaders were faithful because they used what they had been given. They were faithful. They multiplied what was given to them. Whereas the third leader in verse 26 was not called faithful, was he? He was called wicked, right, and lazy, Why? Because he buried his gift. He buried it in the ground. And he says, because I was afraid. Man, I didn't want to stretch myself. I didn't want to go there. And and the question is, is that any of us? Is there any of us that might feel like, man, I kind of identify with that third servant, with that that third called leader who's called to do something? And if you are, don't, don't be discouraged, okay? Don't be discouraged because we have to understand that, you know what? Even though he buried his talents, that didn't actually change what God had on his heart for him to do. It didn't, okay? So, We're not wicked, right? But have we buried our talents? Because sometimes we hear this voice inside of us, right? Expressing. Now, I'm going to give you this, what this one author said. This is what he said that he thought maybe the guy was thinking. Okay? This is an author named F.B. Meyer. He wrote on this about the thinking of the servant. I can do very little. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, what is it? What's my gift? It's nothing. I can do very little. It will not make much difference if I do nothing. I shall not be missed. My tiny push is not needed to turn the scale. Have you ever thought that before? Well, man, you know what? I I have this really small, tiny gift, and it means nothing. It means everything. To the kingdom of God. You know what? And you know what I'm just going to tell you? If you don't give that gift, it really is missed. I'm telling you, it's missed. You might not think it's missed. You might think that. But it's missed because you know what? There's a purpose and a reason God deposited those giftings and those talents inside of you. 
And even if you think, well, even just my tiny push won't mean anything, yes, it will. Yes, it will. See, I, I draw a lot from, because I was a children's pastor, I draw a lot from kids' ministry. And you know what? I, I can't tell you what the tiny things mean to kids or even to people. Because really, we're just big kids, right? But man, the, even the tiniest of things, even man coming over to your neighbor and maybe they were going through a hard time and you made them a meal. And you said, hey, I just wanted to bless you. I know you guys are going through a hard time and just, just oh my God, that's a tiny thing we think. But that might be a huge thing to our neighbor. See, we can't think the way this third person thought. You have everything you need, right? And so we have to understand that we can't think that way, right? Because we, have to, we, we need to bear fruit. But when we do nothing, right, as a called leader in the kingdom, that might mean, you know, we act, um, lack a little bit of faithfulness. That's a tough word to hear. Because, you know what, man, I really, yeah, but you know what? That's just what God's asking you to do, right? Because he just doesn't, okay, hey, I got you saved. That's awesome, man. You're going to go to the kingdom. You're going you're gonna to live in heaven. That's great. But, man, he's got so much more for you to do, and he's just asking you to be faithful to it. He's just asking you to put your hand to the plow, right, to, to do something, Okay. And we know this now, that faithfulness is the entryway to more fruitfulness. And fruitfulness is doing what God has given you to do. So if you want to be fruitful, start doing what God has given you to do. What God has asked you to do. Right? And again, a great example. It might be just, hey, you know what? I need to go over to my neighbor, find out how they're doing. Find out if I can pray for them. Find out if I can just deliver a meal to them. Whatever that, that looks, that's fruitfulness because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you. But see, there, there's other things within our, even in, in, in church, within the church that you're planted, the one that you call home. You know, start asking the Holy Spirit, wh- where is it? What, what is it that I have in me, big or small, that can contribute to the church that I call home? What is it? And let the Lord speak to you, Right? So let's do this. Let's look at three areas that God wants you and I as called leaders to be faithful in, in order to be fruitful. Okay. So to be fruitful, you must be, this is the first point, um, be faithful in what you have right now. Be faithful in what you have right now. Right. Kind of what's in your hand. What's set before you. Open your eyes to see what's set before. Open your eyes and say, where can I fill a hole? Where do I see a hole? I see a hole right here. Okay, then fill it. I see a hole where, man, you know what? I got a neighbor who who is struggling. Okay, open your eyes. Say, okay, what can I do? Bring him a meal. Great. Go over and just say, hey, I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can pray for you about? Just be the hands and feet of Jesus. But see, it's opening our eyes to see that. Matthew uh, 25, verse 14 and 15 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man, okay, that's Jesus, traveling to a far country, right, until he returns, who called his own servants, that's you and I, and delivered his goods to them, gifts, abilities, opportunities, to use while waiting for his return. That's just me, me adding in. 
Verse 15, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one one, and uh, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went off on a journey. Now, notice this, everyone received something, right, in the story. Every single one received something, okay? But see, what it is, is our tendency is, is we look at the five talents and think, oh, that's so much greater than the one talent, But we have to realize that the talent, the one talent, was still of great significance to the master. Right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked for it when he got back. What would you do with it? So you might say, well, man, I'm not that gifted. I'm not that talented. I I can't get up and preach, and I can't play the drums. Right? I can't do it. That's about all the gifts I got, I guess. Right? But, but, but are you hearing me? Even if you got one talent, and like I said, God has given you the gift of a smile. Nobody can deny that one. Right? He has given you the gift of a smile. And so, you know what? That means you can smile. You can greet people. You can talk to people. Ah, yeah, it's kind of out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but you don't have to get into a long conversation. A little short things. Right? If you, for an example, again, if you're a guest service person and, and you're greeting, greeting, all you, that is, is a smile. How are you doing this morning? I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, go ahead. You, whatever. Oh, you need help? Let me go. That's all it is. It's not, oh, well, hey, let me tell you about my, my kids and my dog. No, it's not that. But see, we, we tend to think, well, that's, that's so small in the kingdom. It's not the five talents. Man, is there any significance to it? Yes. It's the same amount of significance as the five talents. Because he came back asking, hey, what'd you do with the one? Man, when you start thinking about that, it just like, for me, it blows my mind. Because I think, you know, and you can look and you can compare and go, oh, this, that, this person, that person. Oh, look, oh, yeah. God said, I don't care about that. What I'm concerned about is your heart. And what are you doing with what I gave you? That's what I'm concerned about more than, more than any, anything else. But see, we have to understand that we all have a part to play. We all have a part to play in the body of Christ. And some of us just have different roles, right? Some have, have five, one, or whatever. But let me give you the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is in the Passion Translation. Verse 18 through 22 It says, but God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. Wow. Right? So, you know, there's another translation that said, you know what? It's different graces that are on each. You might have a gift and ability that I I don't have. Like I said, man, administratively, I'm terrible. I only administrate when I'm under pressure. Right? It drives my wife nuts. She's just like, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I work. That's why God gave me you, honey. You know, right? Never works, though. Just kidding. <laughs> She's looking at me like, oh, I'll talk to you after service. Anyways, okay? But, but do you hear that? It says, carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. Verse 19, a diversity is required. Praise God you're not me. Right? Praise God you're not the person next to you. Because that's why God created you the way you are. Because he's got a plan. 
It says, and diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there would, wouldn't be a body at all. Can you imagine if we were all tongues? Right? I mean, that's, you know, all, all we did is talk, 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 right? And nothing else got done. We couldn't do anything. I, I, what was it? Um, uh, shark boy and lava girl? No, maybe it was something else where they, got, they were thumbs, right? They made people into thumbs or something. Yeah, that's kids ministry stuff. Anyways, sorry. I, I'm reverting back eight years, whatever. Anyways, but see, can you imagine that? Right? So then it says, so now we see that there are many different parts and functions, but one body. Guess what? You are part of the body of Christ. There are many different functions. You all function differently. Okay? Verse 21. It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. Verse 22. In fact, the weaker our parts, the more vital and essential they are. Man, I love that scripture. Because sometimes, you know what? I might feel like I'm the weaker but you know, I'm just as vital. I'm just as vital as anybody else because that's how God designed it. it says every, so every believer should be content. Now listen to me. Every believer can be content. That does not mean that we need to sit with our hands on our bottoms, on the chair, and be content that I'm in, in a body. It means that we are supposed to be content being active with what God's given us to do, right? So every believer should be content with their place within the body that God has placed them. Because without them using, without you using currently what you have right now, the body, right? The church won't function correctly and will never live up to its potential. This body will not function and live up to its potential that God called it to in this community, in this area, if we're all just content with coming and sitting. If that's all we're going to do, right? Or we're just going to be content. I'm going to my job. I'm not talking to anybody or I'm not talking to my neighbors. I'm not doing anything at all. I'm just going to, you know, live my little Christian life in my little Christian bubble and I'm not going to get involved with anybody. See, that's not what God wants. He wants you to live to your full potential. Not just the church. See, when you're living to your full potential, then the church is living to its full potential. That's amazing how it works that way, isn't it? It's, it's, it's so, so cool, right? But see, God gets great pleasure. We have to understand this. God gets great pleasure when we serve him with joy in every activity and ministry that we engage in in the body. Right? He doesn't get, I don't think he gets any pleasure when we do it grudgingly. Ah, oh, they asked me to be there. Ah, oh, you know what I mean? Just kind of this, that, that, that inability to be joyful over the fact that, man, I get to use my gift today. I get to serve. I get to do something. Oh, man, we're, we're going outside the, uh, outside the church and we were going to, you know, do something that's going to impact people, whatever. Maybe we just pick up trash and we wear t-shirts or whatever. And people go, hey, why are you doing that? Well, because me and my church just loves the city and we just want to be able to be a blessing and we want to be able to, you know, um, just minister to our, our community. But see, oftentimes we just go, whoa, whoa, that's way, oh, that's out of my comfort zone. It's just picking up trash. That's all it is. See, it's, 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 it's things like that. But see, when we all contribute, 
right? When we bring our gifts to the party, then you know what? It, it enhances, it grows the whole church body. Okay? Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 6 says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Are you getting this? We're all different because God created you to be different. Verse 5, so we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Then it says, let us use them. Right? So if we're called by God to lead, then we must ask, What are we currently holding in our hands, in our hearts, and are we stewarding that gift well? Are we being faithful to use that gifts? Or the other question is, why are our hands empty? I just throwing it out there. Right? We can look at it and go, well, why are, why are my hands currently empty? Right now, they're currently empty. I don't have anything that I'm giving. I don't have anything that I'm, I'm putting forward. I don't, I'm not putting any effort. Why? But see, that, that's a question you have to ask. That's why we're trying to encourage you to, to just take a look at our all, your own life and just being able to say, okay, so what is it? Man, maybe there is some insecurity. Man, I, that's why I ran from my call from God for so long. I was like, no, I can't do it. There's no way. I don't like speaking in front of people. I, do, I can't do it. I get sweaty palms. My stomach hurts. Oh, I got all this stuff going on. I can't do it. There's no way. And then finally it was like, okay. And man, God took a long time to work on me and I'm where I'm at right now. And I'm still growing. I'm still, you know, working through some things. But see, that, that's the thing. We've got to be able to just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to let you kind of shape and mold this. And like, I don't think he'll give you this massive amount of responsibility in a, in a sense. Right off the bat, if you're not very comfortable with it. But he just wants you to be invested. He just wants you to be involved. He just wants you to say, yeah, Lord, I'm, I, I, I want to give it, give it to you. Right? And, and here's the thought. Okay? And this, you, you got to love me after this thought too, Right? But I, I honestly think that sometimes, and, and maybe you've seen this before, maybe you even commented when you drive by and you see a bunch of city workers out there, and one guy's doing the work and all the city workers are just kind of standing around, talking, doing whatever. I think sometimes the church thinks that way, or, 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 or actually lives that way, where there's too many city workers standing around in the church watching one or two people do all the work. Now, I'm not trying to throw this off, whatever. But, but you understand what I'm talking about? Well, the pastor can do it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can. But we're going to see that's not my job. What? Right? Coming attractions, right? Something coming. But anyways, think about that. A lot of people standing around, giving their opinions, telling you, hey, we should do this. Okay, well, then here. Here's the broom. Oh. <gasps> Well, I was just saying, you, you know what I mean? I love you guys. Don't, please don't get mad at me. Don't go, oh, Pastor Scott, you know, whatever. Just, you get it, okay? I'm just trying to stir your mind, have you chew on something. Let me give you the second point, okay? Be faithful in where you are right now. Be faithful in where you are right now. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 
and then we're going to do 19. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Now, you notice the master's the one that went to the other place, went somewhere, right? But the stewards were to stay where they, where they were and use what they had to produce more, okay? But then, as we, as we know, only the first two leaders used what they had and gained by uh, gain more by using. And like I said, that's the same principle for us as well. The more you use what you have, right? Being faithful with it, the more fruit you'll produce and the more you will gain fulfillment in it. Okay? Because a lot of times we look at it and we've talked about fulfillment, how we look at our lives and yeah, we're Christians and this is great and I love Jesus and Jesus loves me and all whatever. But still, sometimes there's that aching feeling inside that there's more. There's more to this thing, right? And and sometimes it could be the fact that maybe God's trying to stir you to become the leader that he wants you to be. But see, the more you use that gift, the more you use that talent, then you know what? All of a sudden it starts to, to, to flourish in you. It starts to grow. And all of a sudden you're like, man, you know what? I am so fulfilled at Cleaning bathrooms, Pastor Scott. Man, it's just something I, I'm not saying that's what you do. You know what I mean, though? Or I'm so fulfilled being involved in kids ministry. Or I'm so fulfilled being on the worship team. Man, all of a sudden, that void that I had in me, that that one area, I'm so thrilled and I'm so fulfilled when I joined the prayer team. Because now you're using the gift that God's given you to use. And And he's filling your tank every single time. I, I know it to be true. I, I absolutely know it to be true. Because this is the farthest thing in my mind that I would have ever done. But every time I feel like I have an opportunity to speak, as much as I sometimes wrestle with it, but you know what? Every single time I feel like I fulfilled what God wanted me to do and my tank is full. It's the craziest thing. But see, that's how God operates. But we have to be faithful in using the gift. Okay? So, Are you actively using your gift, talent, and ability in the house of faith that you call home? Wherever your home is, wherever your home church is, right? If if this is it, then then I'm challenging you about here. If it's somewhere else, then I'm challenging you about where you're at. But are you using your gifts and talents for that? Okay? Because God wants you to. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, every believer, that's Everyone who believes has received grace gifts. Okay? Those are gifts not like we really don't deserve. But he gives it to you anyways. Right? So it says, Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another as faithful stewards. Right? Of the many colored tapestry of God's grace. So we are to use these gifts that are entrusted to us by the Lord, which then strengthens and encourages the fellow believers in the house that you call your home of worship. That's his goal, his intent. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. It's in the Passion Translation. It says, for his body has been formed, for his body, that's the whole church, has been formed in his image. 
and is closely joined. Some um, translations say knitted together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. What are we talking? We're talking about the body, right? And he said, every single one of you have been given gifts to help grow all of us. Where I might lack something, you have more of it and you, you're pouring into it, right? Okay? It says, gifts to contribute to growth of all and that these gifts, right? Listen, these gifts are not buried, right? They're not untapped. But it says, as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, man, here it is. We are built up and made perfect in love. Who's the we? The body of Christ. When we start using all these gifts together, where we're planted, where we're called, where we are right now, then you know what? God starts to use it and the church becomes built up. The church becomes all that God's called it to be. Because, you know, I, I really don't think, now hear me when I say this, I, I really don't think God loves to see churches um, failing. But, but oftentimes church fail because nobody wants to get involved. Nobody wants to use their gift. Because he's talking about every single time that a church starts to, everyone starts to use their gift within the church, then the church is built up, encouraged, edified. But see, we don't think about that. But see, I don't think God, God's into that. God, God wants each and every church to flourish, to be all that it's called to be. Right? And there's times I, I'm on my knees praying and asking the Lord, Lord, why did you put this church in this community? There's a purpose. There's a plan that you have. And I want to know what it is. I want, man, reveal it to me so that, you know what? We can reach this community for Christ, for God. But see, we, we have to understand it's not going to just be on Pastor Scott's shoulders carrying a backpack by himself up the mountain. I, I, I'm the type of guy, I'm the type of leader that says, come on, I, I want everybody else to come with me. It's not, I, you know, and that might, you know, you might think, well, yeah, but you're paid to do this. Yeah, I am. But man, it, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a dream it would be where everyone within the body of Christ starts to use their gifts and use their abilities and use everything that they have in order to get to where God wants this church to do an impact in this community. Okay? But see, he's deposited gifts in, in, in all of us, and that's to help us to get a strong church and a vibrant church. Now let me give you number three. Okay? Third area to be faithful in, to see fruit. You are, who are you partnered with now? Okay? Who are you partnered with now? So if you're called to lead, right? And the first thing is, you know, we got to abide in the vine. We got to be faithful to partner with Jesus. But as we're doing that, then are we partnered faithfully with those within the ministry gifts that Christ has given to the church? Are we partnered faithfully with those 
who are in the ministry gifts that Christ has given to the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints. Who's the saints? The church, right? And it says why? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there is a work of ministry that you are called to be a part of, right? And me and other pastors, right, have been entrusted to equip you to fulfill the work of the ministry, right? Because why, why is all that? Because God has called you to do good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It's kind of been one of our, our main scriptures. It says, for we are his workmanship created in, in Christ Jesus for what? Good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice that word walk. Walk is an action word, not a sitting word, right? So he says, we should walk in them, all of us, not just Pastor Scott, not just other pastors, but all of us have a part to play, a, part, a role, right? So apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers are not called to do the work of the ministry. There's that, that, that thing I was talking about. What? But if you, if you look back, read Acts chapter 6. You remember that the apostles were serving everybody, doing all the tables, and finally, they said, you know what? Hey, we can't do all the work, all these things, and still attend to the word so that we can teach and we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Now, I'm not trying to get myself out of a job. Hear, hear, hear what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just trying to give understanding. Okay? And so what they did is they chose seven faithful people. Well, it says men in the Bible, but seven faithful and so what happened is they began to serve the tables and then the apostles were able to do what they needed to do. The most important, the stuff that that was important, right? But see, it's because they released ministry. That's part of my job is to release you into the ministry that God's called you to do within the body of Christ. So we all have been called one way or another, right? To the work of the ministry Right? To go out and reach the lost. To carry right, the bulk of the, of the ministry within the church. So my question is, are you partnered with the authority and the covering of the leadership that God has placed you under? And here's the key to that. Faithful partnership. Are you faithful to those who are in leadership over you? That, that's, a, that's a really key word. Because sometimes in that, we, we don't necessarily think about how faithful I am to what I, I've agreed to. Ah, you know, this or that or, or whatever. Man, you know, I'll, I'll, it, we just, we got to understand that we have to be in a, an agreement saying, okay, this is where God planted me. So now I am faithful in the partnership with the church that God's called me to. Okay. And we have to get to that point where we start to say, you know what? I want to build the church with you. 
Like again, like I said, I don't want to carry the backpack myself. But you know what, Pastor? We're, we're ready. We're ready to carry. Remember we talked about rebuild. Okay? And I feel like the Lord's talking to us about rebuild. Because before COVID hit, there was a lot more people here. Right? A lot more. But COVID hit, and then this is where we're at. Ah, man, you guys are faithful coming every Sunday, man. Praise God. But I believe that God is calling us to rebuild what he was doing. And awake from the COVID slumber. Okay? But see, the thing is, is we have to understand that, you know what? I, I, I'm faithfully going to serve in my church. I'm faithfully there, Pastor. Whatever it is you need, even if it costs me a Sunday, even if it's cost me a Saturday or any other time, I'm going to be faithful to use my gift in the kingdom alongside other people, alongside the people in my church so that God's kingdom can advance. And I can be a part of that advancement with my church family, right? Not just to bear some fruit, not just to bear more fruit, but to bear much fruit, to reach the full potential that God wants us to to walk in, right? Because we understand that, you know what, when 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 we bear much fruit, God is then glorified. God's glorified. Man, don't don't you want to glorify God? Yeah, so then I need to be working on how can I bear much fruit? Not no fruit, not some fruit, not more fruit, but much fruit. But that means I have to actively engage, right? I have to do that because now I understand it takes me being faithful before I am fruitful. It takes me being faithful before I am fruitful. And so that's just a a word to let you marinate on, to think about. Like I said, I, I, man, I love you guys. This is not a hard word, I hope, or anything. But you know what? I know the Holy Spirit does a work in us. And he talks to us and he kind of starts stirring some things. And so it's just my hope that, man, you hear my heart behind it. Because I, I just want us to understand that we're supposed to be fruitful. But in order to be fruitful, we have to be faithful. And that's faithful in whatever God has laid on our heart to do. Simple as that. And as when you start to do that, then all of a sudden the fruit starts to produce more and more and more, right? I mean, that, that's one of the reasons I, I loved being a children's pastor. Because, you know what? Sometimes you didn't see the fruit right away in their lives. Like you were, you know, you're trying to and you're thinking, man, it's not getting through to them. But man, when you get a phone call 10 years later, it says, hey, thank you. For sowing into my life. I remember this bus kid. I didn't think I got through to him at all. Man, I, I remember he, he, he came from a, a, a really hard background. Um, his brothers were associated with gangs. I, I thought, man, there's no way. And I just kept sowing, kept sowing, kept sowing, kept sowing. And then I think it was like 15 years later, maybe 10 years. I, I don't really remember. I got a call from somebody who... Um, is still at the, the same church. And they said, hey, you remember so-and-so? Yeah. Man, you know what? He comes every single Sunday. He is a part of this team and that team. And he's like, you remember we used to look at each other and think, is this kid even getting it? But see, that, that's somehow I'm, I produced some fruit. But man, it was not easy. But it was just being faithful to what God had laid on my heart to do. 
And it's in the same principle that happens with you guys. It, it's just finding out what, God, what are you saying? What do you, what do you want? Okay? So you might ask, well, what should I do? So if you're not serving anywhere, here it comes, right? If you're not serving anywhere, um, or you're not, you know, even thinking about your neighbors next door or reaching out beyond, all I want you to do is go home this week and I want you to pray about it. And just say, Lord, what, 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 what? What the what, what? Right? And I'm sure he's going to answer you back in some way. Okay? And then next week, um, I'm going to have a sheet of paper that's going to give you some ideas of where we may need help here in the body. And you can look at those. And then you can go home and take that home and pray about it again some more. Because I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be praying over those sheets of paper. And then on the 13th, after service, we'll have a short little meeting about where those things are, what's the requirement, what does it look like, and then, um, and then an opportunity if you would be interested to jumping back in, to being a part of using what God's gifted you to do. Because there are areas everywhere. I'm just going to be honest with you. Every, in, in every situation. But it doesn't we don't function and we don't reach our full potential without everybody jumping in. Still love me? I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love for us. Lord, I'm always amazed at the grace that you continue to show us and your ability to love us through everything. I thank you that in each one that sits here today, there are giftings and there are talents and there are things that you've implanted in them that contribute to the body. And I pray that there would be an, uh, an awakening, a stirring of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives understand where is it that I need to invest to, because I'm born to be a leader in the kingdom of God. And so I thank you, Lord, for each one that's here. I pray that this week is an amazing week for them. That, Lord, they experience your grace, your power, your presence like never before. And it, and it just is so overwhelming for them. That, Lord, all they can do is give you praise throughout this week because you are so, so good. And so bless each one today as we leave. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, just real, real quick, just a quick announcement. Um, on, on our screen out there, and, and there's nothing that I think we passed out, but um, one of the classes that we have uh, at our main campus is um, a sexual integrity class that is starting this Tuesday. And it's for all ages. It's for all, well, not all ages, sorry. 18 and up for our men and women, whatever that is. And it's actually a Zoom class. But it's a, it's a class in order to help those who might um, have struggles with um, sexual impurity or have struggles with some areas of their life. And it's a great class. I know the people who are running it, and they are amazing at walk, helping people walk through this so that they have freedom in their life. 
And so if that's something you're interested in, then, you know, if you want to come talk to me about it, or if you don't, just go to our website, look up lakeshorecf.com and look for classes or, or whatever. And then, you know, you can sign up there, but there's a workbook that you can get. We'll get it to you. Um, but just, just to let you know that that's going on, they asked me to make sure I, I gave that announcement. And then um, next week we have service again right? How good is that? Hey, also, um, right now, we're also just, if you're interested, I'm just going to throw this out. This is probably a preview to come for next week on the sheet. But um, we're also looking at um, developing a, a time of prayer in the house um, here um, for those who would love to come and pray for it with us. Um, me and, and Debbie are, are talking about it. And so we haven't solidified a time yet and a day. But man, if that's something that you're interested in, just to come and pray for an hour, then now we would love to invite you to that and be a part of that because we really want to see God do something within the body and within this community, right? And then my heart screams revival. And so um, everything starts with prayer though. And so that, that's something we're targeting. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.